Hello, welcome to Songs in the Key of, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs, anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So let's get on with it. This week I thought I'd offer a second volume of songs in the key of covers. Thoroughly good tunes that some bright spark or sparks decided needed a fresh lick of paint. We've got an indie classic delivered in a cool jazz style, an absolute rock masterpiece given an oriental twist, and a disco anthem given a dirty alt-rock make-under. But first, one of the angriest songs in the world takes a chill pill. Idols are one of the most ferociously vibrant bands around at the moment with lyrics of anger and righteous indignation spat out with an endless fury. But there's more than one way of killing a pig, and Joe Holtaway, who at least sounds like the prospect of a sweaty mosh pit, Covid safe of course, would fill him with absolute terror, has taken the incandescent rage of the lyrics of one of Idols' biggest hits, Danny Nadalco, and turned it into a beautiful, delicate piece of contemporary folk, accompanied only by a guitar and violin. Where vitriol is the order of the day with the Idol's original, Holtaway's take on things is more sombre, sad and still. His singing draws you in so you linger on every single word that you might miss on Joe Talbot's high-octane delivery. Listening to this song, you'll be immediately transported to some small-scale festival around three in the afternoon, pint of some local brewery's finest in hand as you sway along to this tenderly delivered thing of absolute beauty. My blood brother is an immigrant, a beautiful immigrant. My blood brother's Freddie Mercury, a Nigerian mother of three. He's made of bones, he's made of blood, he's made of flesh, he's made of love, he's made of you, he's made of me. Unity, fear leads to panic, panic leads to pain. Pain leads to anger, and anger leads to hate. Yada 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 yeah, yada 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 yeah, Danny Nadelko. When Radiohead released their fourth album, Kid A, in 2000, it confused everyone. The immediately created wisdom was that OK Computer from 1997 was the game changer in rock music. Everything was going to change. In one fell swoop, that album would put the twitching corpse of Britpop out of its misery, inspire a new generation of glum-sounding bands and artists from Coldplay through to Muse alongside a previously chirpy-sounding Scottish band called Travis, who quickly decided songs about Driftwood and Why It Always Rains On Me were the new happy, And of course, it was heralded 
as an early intervention from the year 2000. The new millennium would be less about meeting up at two o'clock by the fountain down the road, more about social anxiety, dystopia, and the world slowly slouching its way to Armageddon in a handcart. So if any band was going to embrace the new world Radiohead had anticipated back in 1997 come Y2K, then surely it would be Radiohead. And in a way they did, but not quite as everyone expected. Kid A was no OK Computer version 2.0. It was a different beast entirely. Where the flaming Nora, for example, were the guitars. For a band who had once announced anyone could play such an instrument, guitars were notably absent. In Kid A, Radiohead had really torn up the rulebook when we all thought that's exactly what they'd done with the previous record. Take, for example, everything in its right place, which swarms with squelchy, distorted keyboards and layers and layers of Tom York's vocals. This was all about repetition, not just in the music, but the lyrics too, with Spartan lines about sucking lemons and not being able to make out what another person was saying. It's the sound of lost mental turmoil, Everything looking familiar but strangely different, with all the senses attacked by anomalies. Seven years later, Robert Glasper took the song on and created Maiden Voyage, stroke everything in its right place. A deliciously smooth jazz trio interpretation of the song with some spellbinding chords. Having played the piano since I was eight, I've often wondered how you eke out such rich sounds from a piano keyboard. I can only assume Robert Glasper has a different kind of piano to me, one that doesn't just have black and white notes, but blue ones too, that can pull elements of the Eiley Brothers' Harvest for the World out of the ether and place them next to York & Co's original melody. To what extent this version truly conveys the message of loss, anxiety and confusion is probably a point of some debate. But one thing I do know is that it is bloody gorgeous. In 1963, Burt Bacharach and Hal David wrote a tender, heartbreaking ballad for Dionne Warwick called Walk On By. It's beautiful and poignant and sumptuous, because that's kind of inevitable when you get Burt Bacharach, Hal David and Dionne Warwick in the same room together. To be honest, at this point I was going to lurch into a celebration 
of the angry, snarling take on the song as recorded by The Stranglers in 1978, where all the beauty and poignancy and sumptuousness could be found in the dear original. They poured petrol over the whole thing and watched it burn. Hell hath no fury, it seems, like a strangler scorned. But then, while thinking about this song, I was reminded of the Isaac Hayes version from 1968. It's bewilderingly long, checking out only after 12 minutes had passed, but you barely notice. Those languid strings that drag out the heartbreak with even more sorrow than that found on the version from five years previous. You can see from this where Michael Kiranuka got some inspiration for arrangement and orchestration from, especially for his latest record. Isaac Hayes gives this song his all. You come away from this song feeling he really has been torn to absolute shreds by a relationship turned sour. I just can't get over losing you So if I seem broken in two Please walk on by Walk on by Foolish pride This next entry into Songs in the Key of Covers Volume 2 could pose a little controversial, not because it's no good or features lyrical slanders alleging that Fiona Bruce hasn't paid the window cleaner for eight years. Rather, it's because it could be argued it's not a cover at all. True, George Harrison wrote Try Some, Buy Some and Ronnie Spector then recorded it. But she did that before George Harrison went on to record his version, which, incidentally, used much of the instrumental recordings used for Ronnie Spector's version. So, Ronnie Spector's take on Try Some, Buy Some isn't a cover, even though she didn't write it, and George Harrison's version is more of a karaoke version than a cover, even though he wrote the song in the first place. Confused? Jolly good. The fact remains, whatever it is, Try Some, Buy Some, as sung by Ronnie Spector, is an immensely wonderful song. Rich, soulful and mesmerising with that shimmering mandolin accompaniment recording something of the balalaika apart from Dr. Zhivago's Lara's theme, cutting through the big, big symphonic sound that I suspect Rufus Wainwright may have had in mind when recording the album Release the Stars many, many years later. The lyrics come across as having the zeal of a new convert desperate to convince those around them of the redemptive joy of walking in the light. Writing about the song in the liner notes for Living in the Material World, where you'll find his own recording of the song, George Harrison said, Even though the words are mundane, if the attitude is directed back towards the source, then it becomes more spiritual for me and has more meaning even though it can still be regarded as a simple tune. 
all of which makes it a song that can act on many levels. Some could argue it's just another love song, celebrating the magic of falling in love. But it could also be, and probably is, about something much bigger, some huge dawning spiritual epiphany where all the planets suddenly become aligned and some huge truth emerges. And of course, it could easily be about both things at exactly the same time. Years later, David Bowie, always a fan of the song, would record a version of it for his reality album. But while suitably deferential to the original, it doesn't, dare I say, add much to the song. In fact, the only thing to be said of the Bowie version is that whatever the Ronnie Spector and George Harrison versions may be, Bowie's is definitely a cover. But let's hear a bit of Ronnie Spector's recording. Way back in time, someone said try some, I tried some, now buy some, I bought some, whoa, whoa, whoa. After a while, when I had tried them, denied them, I The all-out symphonic orchestration definitely, definitely works for Try Some, Buy Some. You can't really say the same for John Cale's I Keep a Close Watch from his 1975 album, Helen of Troy. In the unlikely event he's listening, I don't think he'd have any huge problems with me saying that, as apparently he's not a huge fan of it either. He even ended up recording a brand new version of the song in 1982, for his album Music for a New Society, complete with bagpipes. How much must you hate your own version of your own song if you think it will be improved by adding bagpipes? So perhaps it's best to leave John Cale's version of his close watch behind and consider someone else's interpretation of it. That someone being Agnes Obel. The Danish singer-songwriter recorded her take on the song for her debut album Philharmonics and it'll send shivers up your spine. It retains all the power of Kale's original vocal but that stripped back ghostly instrumentation proves the perfect matching of accompaniment with lyrics. It's a haunting song about a couple in a sense of stalemate, stuck in some incomprehensible rut but also still loving each other through it all. And all the while, that distorted piano sound tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tocks, like some explosive device waiting to cause absolute devastation. Just 
Despite considering myself to have quite a broad understanding of a great deal of music, I've never, arguably to my shame, got to grips with much of the Rolling Stones' vast catalogue, with the obvious exceptions of the biggest hits. One of those big hits, of course, is Dumpin' Jack Flash, but being as this is a cover show, I'm obviously not going to be talking about the Rolling Stones' original version of this song. Nope. I'm going to be talking about the Ananda Shankar version, which is spellbinding. Aside from the backing vocals, it's a generally instrumental take on the song, with Shankar's sitar taking the lead with the melody. You'd almost have to expect Ananda Shankar to be some kind of musical virtuoso. He's the nephew of one Ravi Shankar. His version of Jumping Jack Flash is a spaced out, psychedelic trip of a lifetime. Close your eyes and you can see a kaleidoscope of colours, shapes and patterns turning and merging into one another. With a great deal of time spent these days talking about cultural appropriation, Ananda Shankar's sitar-led version of a bit of British rock and roll implies at first listen that such appropriation might not just be the one-way street we think it is. Here, the direction of travel seems to be going west to east rather than the other way round. But what's happening here is a bit more complex than that. It's a kind of merging, creating something different that is neither completely Indian nor completely British. It's sort of like a musical version of a balti. Not something that was ever cooked up in India, but still something with enough Indian flavour for us to instinctively think of it as Indian. And that all seems to fit in with what Shankar wrote on the front cover of his album, not even just the liner notes. I have had a dream to try to combine Western and Indian music into a new form of music which has no particular name, but is melodious and touching, and which combines the most modern electronic devices with the old traditional instrument, the sitar. After something of a hiatus for Medway Music appearing on these podcasts, this episode marks the second consecutive instalment featuring a band from Round My Way. This time round, it's a cover of the Dad's Army theme tune, no less, as recorded by Wild Billy Childish and the Black Hands. Billy Childish has a back catalogue of albums, EPs and singles as long as several people's arms. Ever since the late 70s, 
he's fronted an endless series of bands all recording music in a very stripped back old school fashion occasionally even in his own bathroom where i understand the acoustics were amazing while his more famous if that's the right word bands include the likes of the milkshakes the headcoats and the buff medways there are plenty of other projects he's had which are just as interesting take this wonderfully ramshackle take on the theme tune to the sitcom classic you may even recognize it from some years ago when it was used to soundtrack of all things an advert for asda over a reggae beat we get a gloriously slurred trumpet playing the tune combined with snippets of course of the german national anthem they don't call him childish for nothing and then in comes billy childish's punky snarl In 1957, Dmitry Tiomkin and Ned Washington wrote the title song for a melodrama by the name of Wild is the Wind, performed by Johnny Mathis. It's a classic piece of 50s crooning with big string accompaniments and an intense foreboding feel that still makes space for summoning up images of olive groves and the kind of compact Italian towns you feel obliged to ride through on a Vespa. Of course, Johnny Mathis's original version is not the most famous recording of this song. I first heard it, as quite possibly did you, care of David Bowie's album Station to Station, the title track of which appeared on my Songs in the Key of Trains episode from a few weeks back. But the version I want to share with you today is one recorded by Nina Simone in what will be her third appearance on this podcast series. Nina Simone's version is Spartan. To start off with, at least, and with that chilling opening piano introduction haunting. Her vocal delivery is exquisite. As the song moves on, her own piano accompaniment picks up into a shimmering display of virtuosity that demonstrates just what a fantastic classically trained pianist she was. But all the while, that resonant vibrato voice cuts through everything full of yearning, bearing her heart, mind, body and soul on her sleeve. Love me, love me, love me, say you do. Let me fly away with you.
ever see me wandering up or indeed down Rochester High Street chances are you'll find me darting into a charity shop to see what CDs Medway's residents have deemed no longer fit to appear on their shelves now that they've got a Spotify account. My latest trip to the cancer research shop resulted in me coming away with five albums. Faithless's Outrospective, a box set of Brahms's four symphonies, a Nina Simone compilation featuring World as the Wind, which we've just heard, and a couple of Lee Hazelwood-related albums. The first, a collection of rarities, glorying under the name of For Every Solution, There's a Problem, and the second, a covers album called Total Lee, where the great and the good of alternative rock interpret Hazelwood's songs for their own amusement. For this segment, I've chosen Erland Oy's take on Hazelwood's No Train to Stockholm. You know me, anything for a crowbarred reference to Sweden. But also, this is Erland Oi, one half of Kings of Convenience, who, it emerges in very exciting news, have a new album out shortly called Peace or Love. I am very excited. If you don't hear me talking about a song or two from this album in the most gushing of tones on one of these podcasts in the near future, you have every right to instruct me to eat my hat, scarf and gloves. Sorry, I slightly digress there. We were talking about No Train to Stockholm. Lee Hazelwood's original comes from a 1970 album stroke TV soundtrack by the name of Cowboy in Sweden. It's an anti-war song produced in the midst of the Vietnam War. It features heart-wrenching lines like this. Received your invitation to the war. I sent it back, so please don't send no more. I'd rather rot in some jail all alone. Oi's delivery is typically chilled, as delicate as anything you could possibly expect from someone who co-created an album by the name of Quiet is the New Loud. If you're waiting for me to use the word delicious to describe a song on this episode, that moment has come. One eye Johnny sang the truth for me On a northbound train from Tennessee Taught me all the letters in a long See, freedom is what you think it is But there ain't no train to Stockholm Received your invitation to the war I sent it back so please don't send no more I'd rather ride in some jail all alone Freedom is what you think it is, but there ain't no train to Stockholm. Talking of charity shop rummages, a long, long time ago, I picked up a copy of Cake's Fashion Nugget 
from Cancer Research in Maidstone. Why do I always remember where I bought albums from? Is that just me? Answers on a vibrantly coloured postcard, please. The main draw on that album was, of course, The Distance, which I remember Simon Mayo playing to death on Radio 1 upon its release back in 1996. But that's not the only gem on this album. Oh no, arguably the highlight is their take on every drunk divorcee's karaoke song of choice, I Will Survive. It's a snarly, growly take on the disco classic, complete with a splendid use of an expletive that was curiously absent from the Gloria Gaynor original. There's a spectacular groove to this song, which when you add to the snarl of the gnarly trumpet over the top, turns this into quite possibly the best cover version of a song you ever did hear. Ladies and gentlemen, let everyone have cake. At first I was afraid, I was petrified I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side But then I spent so many nights just thinking how you'd done me wrong I grew strong, I learned how to get along And so you're back from outer space I just walked in to find you here without that look upon your face I should have changed my fucking lock I would have made you leave your key If I'd have known for just one second You'd be back to bother me Oh, now go walk out the door Just turn around Now you're not welcome anymore Weren't you the one who tried to break me with desire? Did you think I'd crumble? So there you have it, 10 more songs in the key of covers for your edification, delight and general amusement. I hope you like them. Please let me know on Instagram using the handle songs in the key of what you thought and recommend any other covers which may be of interest to the group. I'll be back soon with 10 more songs in the key of something or other else. In the meantime, have a marvellous few days and nights till we meet again.